0: Hello, my name is Sonia Montiel. I am the founder of College Confidence. I am an educator, a mother of a fifth grader and first year college student, wife uh, to my high school sweetheart and a soccer player through and through.
1: (laughs) And I'm Hilary Bilbrey, inspired living strategist, author, speaker, mama to three teenagers, wife and adventure seeker. You know, some things are just meant to be. Although we met randomly in a class, Sonia and I really became clear that our work, our values and our heart aligned. Soon we began talking about our families and our worries and our businesses,
2: our lives.
1: And we realized we were helping each other move forward into our own confidence and
0: integrity. We understand that many people have this fear of showing such vulnerabilities that you and I were able to get to so quickly. And it's because of that alignment that vulnerability and those conversations are really a way to get to the heart of the matter. And so Decided Heart was born, and this is why we would love to invite you to join our conversations. Welcome
1: to this Mother's Day edition of Decided Heart Conversations. I'm Hillary, Sonia is here, and we have some amazing guests but we're gonna let them introduce themselves in just a minute but i'm gonna sort of set the mm, the stage for how they're going to go about doing that we're gonna start with five really quick little facts about ourselves so name y'all already know who i am the next thing is age of kids i have a as of yesterday 15 year old and 17 year old and 18 year old So just to put it in high school terms, senior, junior, freshman. Mm. Yeah, we weren't thinking about that when we were thinking about paying for college later, but whatever. So I became a mom for the first time when I was 28. And the best part of being a mom to me has come lately. I mean, there are different stages. Right now I am reveling in the amazing conversations. I'm such a conversation person they have these things where you'll talk to them and Breck, my oldest, will bring in the French Revolution or all the critical thinking and the conversations that go on are so deep and so rich that that's my favorite thing about being a mom right now at this point is is like, oh, they're so smart and I love it. (laughs) So so cool. Um, The hardest part of being a mom is letting them fail so that they can grow. That is the hardest part of being a mom. Sonia, I'm going to hand off to you next before we turn it over to our very special guest. Thank
0: you. All right, so Sonia here, college counseling forever, um, age of kids. I have an 11-year-old and a 19-year-old, so just two. I became a mom when I was 25, and I look back like, God, I should have waited. I should have waited a little longer when I was a little bit more mature. And someone in the room, she's going to introduce herself next, but, next, but Katya, she was my teacher when I was 25, and she said, as I was in books, so nervous, she said, dump all of it. You don't need any of that crap. Just trust that baby inside you. She's going to teach you all that she knows. Mm-hmm. I listened to her fully because she was, like, in my eyes, like, and it were it, ha- it was the best advice, so thank you, Katya. Um, best part of being a mom, um, learning, like, and again, it goes from she will teach you all that you need to know. I let that go, and they have, both daughters have taught me so much about new perspectives, new lessons, more about myself, refa- reframing things. Toughest part, parenting them as they are. Not parenting them as I wish they would be or hope that they would be, but as they are, as they were born, and I c- I'm constantly on that teeter-totter, so
2: um, it's been fun. So, Katya, bring it to you. Thanks for including me. This is awesome. So I'm Katia Armistead and I have two children. Spencer is 27. Just turned 27. I like to say that I was 10 when I had him. <laughs> but I would believe you. <laughs> I was actually 26 and William is 23. Uh, Spencer is a teacher at Berkeley High School in Northern California. Lives in Oakland, and um, super proud of him. And William is a senior in college. And uh, you know, we can talk a little bit about um, how COVID has affected us. But it's it's significant to have someone. Um, I think about Hillary having a senior in high school. Um, these seniors, wherever stage they're in, high school or um, college. You know, you really think about the loss that they're having right now. Um, the best part about it, being a mom, I really wanted to be a mom. You know, Sonia talked about maybe she should have waited a little longer. I i was re- I was like pregnant six months after I was married. I was ready. Uh, I just i loved it. And um, I love having that unconditional love. You know, maybe it's a little easier since I'm completely on the other side and they're young adults now. Uh, but I love the relationships and I love the closeness and the hardest part was that figuring out how not to lose yourself Mm -hmm. having little ones and just snuggling and being their everything and um i think it would have been harder to let go and them be the men that they need to be if i didn't fight with myself to make sure that i continue to grow and develop and and have my own sense of identity. And and my job is I'm the um, Assistant Vice Chancellor and Dean of Student Life at UC Santa Barbara. And I see parents who forget that part Mm. and struggle letting go and it's too late. If you wait till they're freshmen in college and they haven't let go, they're really struggling. Mm. So luckily I identified that early in life and believed in helping them develop their own independence and therefore giving room for me to be my best self. Wow.
1: Oh, thank you so much. Wow. Yeah. Do you want to go to Liz next?
3: Hey there. I'm Liz. I am a fitness trainer and I have two kids. Um, my son is eight and my daughter is four. And um, I think I have a lot to learn from Katya. We need to talk because my answers are, were actually the exact same as hers. The best part of being a mom is just that unconditional love, no matter what. You have it for them. They have it for you. And, um, you know, when they're little like this, you just really feel it. And um, the hardest part, especially right now, I'm feeling a little bit of loss of identity. And I remember feeling it when they were both first born. And I just, I remember not even being able to remember, like, if I ate or the baby ate or, like, (laughs) the baby go to the bathroom or was that me? Just like completely losing yourself in those little things and then just everything. It can be very very consuming.
1: Yeah you guys are both so like I think that's something that we all struggle with is that identity piece of motherhood and where it separates. Uh, Yadi. Hi
4: (laughs) my name is Yadira. I'm a premium audit reviewer and auditor. Um, I became a mom <laughs> at the age of 23, um, and uh, let's see, the best part of being a mom is, I agree with uh, with all you, that um, I always wanted to be a mom. I always wanted to be a mom, and the biggest struggle for uh, being a mom is, like, I agree with, uh, with Liz and um, all, everyone else, is that uh, for me was trying to find myself and separate my identity a- a- identity identity but by myself as a whole as a woman and as a, as a mom so that was the biggest struggle after she graduated um when she's going to graduate um she's not uh, going to be 23 and mm-hmm. next friday she graduates from college so i'm very proud of her uh, but that for me that was the biggest struggle is that um trying to Yeah, uh, identify myself as a woman and then also as a parent and separate those two. Mm -hmm.
0: So, I mean, and and we're going to kind of hit on some of these themes, but I think we have to introduce the big, the biggest elephant in the room right now. Mm -hmm. Its name is COVID. And I think that that elephant has really kind of shook us in maybe some great ways and some Mm -hmm. challenging ways. So can you speak to and anyone in our room right now? Um, what is it like to be a mom during COVID? And are there positives? And what are what is the biggest challenge that you're facing, particularly with COVID, kind of entering our space?
3: For me, it's just been extra consuming. I've got the four-year-old and the eight-year-old, and my name of the game is usually let's let's get out, like let's let's at least get outside, let's go run around, let's do something, and um, You know, we have the backyard, and we've been able to go on walks and stuff. But it's been just consuming, just trying to keep these little people engaged. Um, You know how four-year-olds are. When they're not engaged, they start to act out, especially my daughter. And and then the guilt that goes along with that, like, oh my God, why can't I just engage with these people all day? Um, And it's just been that. That's just been probably my biggest struggle, just being uh, like no time to myself, which I really value.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> I didn't mention that I have, um, so Spencer's launched, he lives in Oakland. He's doing his thing. William came home for, for his last part of his senior year. So he's home. Then I also have my second cousin, Leilani. She is 19. She moved in with me to finish high school and has been going to Santa Barbara City College. And this is our second year there and this fall my nephew um, my husband's sister's son Hayden moved in with us and he's 18 to start Santa Barbara City College so I have three college students living with me and <clears throat> that has been challenging already <laughs> because I already have like 26,000 students that I have to deal with at work But um, just navigating that at home and then to all of a sudden all of us be home at once Yeah, wow. we had to upgrade our internet because all of us on zooms and tr- zoom trying to get work done fortunately my husband still mostly goes into his office so but he's home a lot more too so upgraded internet but um, I think there's a lot happening at that age 18 19 20 and especially when I haven't raised them from birth, (laughs) kind of navigating that, and um, so it's been challenging, like Leilani's been with me for a few years now, so we've we've gotten to know each other well and, and have navigated that, and Hayden is a different breed, and um, my, my son who's home he, he we know each other really well so he's been totally fine and it's not like Hayden's been hard but it's his first year of school and being away from home and trying and doesn't have a lot of friends yet and navigating college and he's first generation and um, it's, it's been a challenge kind of and and them not really realizing that when they're in their room and they're on their zoom calls or doing their homework they're like all about it and they don't realize that I really am working And so they so quickly will come in and just barge in and and I'm like, I'm on with my vice chancellor right now. Could you just hold on one second? So you'd think that I would only have that with little kids, but you have it with older ones too. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But I mentioned already the loss of graduation and that first year for Hayden and stuff. That must be heartbreaking. That's with
1: with Liz too. I just have to say what you're saying, um, Katya is so so right with the barging in and all of the things trying to figure it out. But I have to just, I actually have to give a shout out to Liz. She's a fitness trainer and she is being amazing about just incorporating the kids with it. It's like, and now we're gonna do push-ups with my daughter on my back, and that's just the way it is. And I, she just navigates it so beautifully. I love it. Oh, thank you.
2: I mean, I think you have to. I have staff with little ones. Um, I have one woman that I meet with regularly, and she has an 18-month-old. How do you tell an 18-month-old that? Sorry, I'm talking with my boss right now, and I'm. I love it. I like Juicy. Hey, Juicy, how are you? you know, I. So. Yeah,
3: it's kind of becoming part of the culture right now. People are really forgiving of it. I mean, you see it on TV. You see it on, you know, the news hour, the people yeah. Skyping in and the kids in the background. It's just kind of the way it is. So there's, there's some charm to that piece of it. I mean, we're all, we're all navigating this crazy new world
0: together, I suppose. Yeah, I think for me, it's really interesting because I have such a gap. I, I have a child. <laughs> who you know is needy and I have this young adult and so and I, I know Yadi I'd love to hear your story because you just have that adult that one adult in your home but I have to constantly think about wait I can't treat them the same no and then of course they're so yeah but I need to really really try hard like I have a young adult and I shall treat her so and I, there's a little bit of a, a struggle sometimes because dad would treat her as a child <laughs> Like you will do as I, you will do as I say. I'm like, eh, that's not gonna be as effective as you thought it was when she was gone a year ago. <laughs> how do you, how do you respect this new, ch- this kind of this new child who who was out of state for a year, and coming back like with this, a new identity,
2: mm-hmm.
0: and yet you've been doing the same things at home with your young child, and so it's just kind of finding that that mix and balance. I feel like I'm facilitating a lot, um, because I, again, like Kati, I work with a lot of teens. And young adults, I know how important it is for them to establish their sense of independence, and and so maybe dad doesn't necessarily understand the depth of it. So I'm always kind of facilitating that. It's just so interesting and frustrating sometimes. Uh, Yadi, what are you finding?
4: Um, let's see. For me, um, for me personally, I struggled for the first week or two. Um, mentally uh, meaning because I'm very social I was Mm -hmm. up and up you know socializing and then all of a sudden just bam out of the blue I have to stay home lockdown 24-7 and I love my daughter and we're very close but um, the walls felt like they were very very tiny (laughs) and we were very in a very enclosed box Um, so it was an adjustment for both trying to figure out, um, how to, even though we're in a very close space, how to give ourselves each other space, um, at the same time. But then some, after the struggle, something really magical happened at the same time. Um, we started doing more things together, projects together. Um, so we tried, we're doing a lot of cooking, (laughs) baking, experimenting. So it's really good. So some, some things have come out really good about that um, so but it with the first time for the first couple of weeks I would say I struggled a lot with the space and being locked down because we're both very social and all of a sudden we we can't go out we can't do anything and all of a sudden it's just we're locked down we're together okay give me some breathing room and what helped is that I work in the living room that's my office and her office is in her room, and so um, it's going to be interesting because you know next week it's her last day, uh, last week, and then she's going to have all this free time. So I'm going to wonder how that's going to work. But yeah, so
2: I I am with you. Like mine just finished finals. Well, my my son has one more week, but the two city college students just finished. So I'm like, oh my gosh, what do they have? yeah
4: yeah that's the thing that i um, really worried like okay she's gonna have all this free time but I I'm not because I'm gonna still have to work for me so you know I was like okay this is gonna be interesting <laughs> so we'll see we'll see Um, I don't know what else we could do I mean we already did some project I mean we're down to painting the bathroom that's how <laughs> That's
1: when you know it's bad. No, I'm just kidding. Why are you trying to paint everything in here. I <laughs> know. Uh, well, I've got some chores over here. If you know, like, you have other things that need to get painted or whatever. Come on over, sister. I've got wine, whatever. I will. I'll trade you. Okay. <laughs> I'll trade you. I'll trade you. That's I, I. can identify with a lot of things that everybody's saying, uh, mm-hmm. but I also I. I just to hit one more time I guess what Katia was saying about the graduation, Um, I had my two oldest in particular were doing things that were very unique this year. One was the graduation and then my junior was doing a program that could only exist your junior year called the Conserve School and not only that it's this amazing school in northern Wisconsin but they were just they were just taken over by a boys Uh, military school. So it's the last year in existence. He missed his solos. He missed his like all of these amazing life-changing experiences that his brother had. He got six weeks of it. And so there was sadness there. We finally got him home because he was actually stuck in the Midwest for a while. Finally got him home last week. So that's great. Um, But I like Monday night, and I think there were a lot of things at it that just all came together Monday night. But I laid in bed Monday night and I was just racked with sobbing and i like absolutely sobbing and i think it was jake was finally home so i didn't have to be the worried mom anymore and all of that came together but in addition it just all hit me it hit me that like their prom and brex never had prom before and graduation and all of these things these are little moments of us letting go and they and we their whole second semester you say have these little milestones that help you to let go a little bit more. And and kind of like you get to graduation. I'm sorry, but graduation is as much about them as it or about us as it is about because you're like, dude, high five, no like DUIs. Hey, high five, like no, like no one's pregnant. We're good. Like all of those things. And right? That's and our job is
2: to get them to 18. Right? <laughs> like we did this. We did you this. Did and you're still and alive. Yes.
1: So there's this, there's this lot, and I didn't realize how deep it went until, quite frankly, this week. And I just, I couldn't, yeah. So that part has been the most difficult is, I think I'm having a hard time separating what is mine to mourn, what is theirs to mourn. And then we're so compassionate towards our kids. And it's like, we crawl in their skin and take on. So that's, that's kind of been that. But I know, I mean, when you guys all think about it, like, what we're going back into, we're going to start, phases are opening. Are there things that you've learned in this process that you feel like you're going to allow this to be a bit of a reset and you're not going to take with you or you will bring with you into whatever our new normal looks like?
2: Well, I felt like I was never home. (laughs) 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 You know, I mean, I didn't. Thank goodness I had a husband to remind me to come home because the work's always was the work was always there. So, um, and I always did. I even put on my calendar to try to work one day a month at home, and that still wouldn't happen. So, careful what you wish for. Um, It's your
4: fault.
2: (laughs) But um, the permission to do things at home. Home and and I've always been flexible with my staff and I know other supervisors haven't in that push-pull and and so that's something I hope that we're all better at like it's okay to do work at home it's okay to incorporate life with work better uh, we need we need to figure that out and so I'm hoping some of that kind of plays uh, forward and I think it definitely will be for me just a really quick.
1: I, I have to jump on that really quick. It's so funny We lived in Europe for a while my husband and I and an observation somebody asked me what was so different about it? And I said because in the US we live to work. Yeah, and in Europe They work to live and so it really is integrated in a different way. I wonder do you so do you think that this might
2: shift us? And slowing down right we're used to immediacy prime Amazon Prime, um, you know, this, really fast, everything fast. And, and now we can't make those type of plans, right? We have to slow down. I don't think that's a bad thing. No. No, I totally agree.
1: Other thought? Yeah, I was going to say other thoughts on that, Liz or, or Yachty or Sonia?
3: I think it might pull us away from the rat race a little bit. It hasn't been – there's definitely been perks of not being – not rushing around from activity to activity, thing to thing. Um, So I'm not sure. I've been asking myself what I'm going to, when we go back, what I'm going to leave behind from the old life. And I'm not really sure. I'm not sure. Um, I mean, it was mostly just kids' activities that was busying us. Um, I, I don't know. I've been... Working, working from home. I just train out outside in my backyard, and I'm kind of thinking it's gonna be. I want to do something maybe outside of the house <laughs> when I'm able to. So I'm, I'm going the other way. I'm thinking, woman, you gotta, you gotta get out of here. You gotta get some time on your own on a regular basis, even if it's just once a week.
2: It's, I love that. the weirdest. I'm super important with the age of your kids too, right? Huh? That's super important, considering I, the age of your kids.
3: Yeah, I know. It's weird. I have this weird thing where I'm like, I'm always like, God, I need, I need to get away. And then when I'm away, I just feel the guilt. Yes. yes. So you still can't in. Yeah.
0: So, I'm, yeah. and I'm reflecting, and it's the weirdest thing to say, oh my God, I haven't, I, I name my car. Her name's Olga, a very dependable German woman. She's been for <laughs> me because of the taxiing, right? And I look at all that, I'm like, I haven't driven you in four days. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And then I I really reflect on like, it's purposeful for me to constantly be moving. Like, oh, my purpose today is I'm going to do my work from this time and I have to drive so-and-so to here. Then I drive over here and then I drive over here. And that movement Mm -hmm. actually makes me very purposeful. Like it's tangible, right? Like, look at me. I am so like, I've got goals and I'm achieving them. And looking at Olga Dirty and like, gosh, does your engine turn? Is it going to turn? It kind of, it. it's a, not a slap in the face. It's kind of like this, this jolt, like you can still be purposeful being home and being in the roles that you are proud of. But like Liz, I really can't wait. I can't wait to have a little bit of more, more movement, you know, more here to, and I, I like driving, so... Yeah, I can't wait to have that back.
2: Don't get me wrong. I do want to get out of this house. I'm I'm super social and it's like this is not what I meant when I wanted to be at home a little bit more.
4: (laughs) I agree. I agree. I was like, oh, I always wanted to work from home. I always asked my boss, I want to work from home. I want to work from home. And and now I'm like, I will take that back. I do not want to do this, you know, and I just can't wait till they lift this and let me tell you, this this is going to be empty for a while. (laughs) As soon as they give me the green light to
0: leave. (laughs) Um, I think what I want to do is I just kind of now want to bring in this other layer, which is this holiday, you know, Mother's Day, you know, and I think of us grew up with what the holiday, the meaning of that holiday is and then what it is for us. I'm just really Hillary and I were talking about it. We were really curious about what Mother what Mother's Day is to you and how is that holiday gonna change because of you know it's hitting us with COVID. Um, and I just I'll just briefly start. So my growing up as a child Mother's Day was like the Hallmark commercial we it was it was huge. Um it we went to the big brunch at the hotel at the Hilton and it was like pomp and circumstance. And then, um, then when I got married, it was just very different. <laughs> I, I had to really chisel down my expectations. <laughs> and, and then and it was okay. I mean, my partner in life, um, Richard, was really taught me the meaning of it. Um, so I'm, not ex- I'm expecting more meaning and, and subtlety, but meaning rather than pomp and circumstance. And God knows, I don't know what's going to happen this weekend. And not, not that I, and seeing them, like, and I don't expect anything, right? Do I? Am I expecting something? Um, and I realized, like, our schools, our kids' schools are the ones that tell our kids, think about Mother's Day. And I'm not going to tell my kids, think about Mother's Day. That's so selfish. So I don't know. That's where, like, my thoughts are right now in the next two days. How about you guys?
4: Well, for me, uh, for, you know, for mom, it was all about her from morning till the end of the day. It was all about mom, just pampering and all that. Um, for me, it's just as long as she, um, Alex is with me, that's all I really care. It's just quality time. That makes me happy. Whatever is whatever is that we do, as long as we're doing it together, I'm happy. So I'm not really into the, you know, like presents or anything like that. But as long as I'm spending time with her, that's. That's my gift right there. And that makes me happy. Just spending time with her. Because I know that it's gonna be very limited after, you know, she moves out and stuff like that. So Yeah, I
3: don't have any grand expectations. Um, I'm not really a big pomp and circumstance type and I'm not really a big like gifts or things type. So um we'll probably just do something low key. I'm sure my husband will make a um, nice meal and he got me a little gift and my son's just in second grade, so um, the teachers were still on top of having him do his little note. It was actually really cute. They had all the kids write um, just a little blurb of to their mothers, and then they got it printed in the Acorn, or or at least the online Acorn. Yeah, so that was they were on top of it. That was awesome. But um, I remember um, Mother's Day was the first. I remember my favorite Mother's Day was the my first Mother's Day ever. My um, was born in March and then Mother's Day came around two months later and man um, I was just I had a tough time with that first baby it was just like I said all-consuming I had never had surgery before and I had a c-section and I was not used to being up all night with the baby and I was just overwhelmed and blown away and I felt like for the first time it was a holiday that I had earned like my my birthday no big deal I didn't I didn't do anything to earn my birthday but Mother's Day, I felt like I could really be proud, and I think um, I love that. Yeah, so that was that was my most memorable Mother's Day for sure.
2: Oh my gosh, I love that. I know, yeah. I I don't even remember my first Mother's Day. I think I I'd had a C section also. Also, my son was born in March, so wow. it was a little bit of a blur. Um, it's like hard to remember those young ages sometimes. Because you don't sleep and (laughs) you're feeling and all that good stuff, I think we no pomp and circumstance here. I mean, two boys and a husband. Yeah, (laughs) as Tim would say, you're not my mother. Uh, my oldest has gotten better at recognizing me for things he's sent he's sent me pedicures now or something like that which we can't do now so i don't know he'll probably call me at least and i'm fine with that um you know something i that has tickled me or been kind of special beyond my family which is very low-key if we do anything like i don't even know if they know this household knows it's mother's day um was I mean, and I remember little things like, you know, them making me breakfast in morning, for the morning or something like that when the kids were little. But something significant to me is when college students, like students I mentor and younger staff recognized me for Mother's Day. You know, a shout out on social media or at the office. Um, when that started happening, that was, that was really heartwarming because it, it just signified that they appreciated me. And recognized me as a mom. And mm-hmm. being a mom is a huge part of my identity, right? Like all of us. Yeah. So it's it's one thing and important and special when your family recognizes that. And it was to get that outside recognition for some reason really was really cool. I get texts from my mentees and hey Katya, happy Mother's Day. Thank you for everything. And that was those kind of moments are extra special because I don't have to do that.
1: Mm-hmm love that. I I would say um, for me, there's a, a couple thoughts. One was, I, I don't have very big, I'm not a pomp and circumstance person either, but I am going to be honest that if there's not like a little bit of thought, then I'm disappointed. And yeah. so I've learned a long time ago to ask for what I actually want. Like what
2: what would make this day special for me? And not and if anything above and beyond. Here Here's my Mother's Day present right now. Wave. This is my son. Oh! Hello! <laughs> all of us mother, um, all of us mothers,
1: margaritas at some point.
4: <laughs> I need more limes. You <laughs> okay. Thank,
1: you need you. limes Thank you so much. Thank you. Um, cheers, <laughs> cheers, mama. Cheers. Uh, absolutely. We said we should have made it a cocktail party next time. Yeah. Um, <laughs> What I was going to say is, so I thought, I I always think, like, my husband and I joke about this all the time. Every year, he'd be like, what do you want for a birthday, this, that, whatever. And I'd be like, I want white lights on a tree. And he's like, okay, that's not enough. That's not Finally, after 20 years, we've now been married almost 25 years. But after 20 years of marriage, he actually, one, did do white lights in the backyard. And I was so happy. I was crying. (laughs) You really did just want white lights. I'm like, yes. Like, that's how simple... (laughs) So my two simple things, I know, right? My two simple things this year I asked for is we have this beautiful orange tree that has the best oranges on it. And so I asked if he would get like either Prosecco or Champagne and freshly squeezed and do a little fresh mimosa from our backyard. So I asked for that. And then my friend Dendy works right now at a, through Safe um, Passages, it's uh, helping it's a micro-community within Newbury Park that is really struggling right now with people who are not getting the food they need and the services they need and all of that, and so every single day they need people down there volunteering and helping. So I asked if my whole family would go down from 10 to 12 on Sunday and serve with me as my gift because i think it's important for us to i was thinking about it and i'm like okay here i am thinking about what, what i want to do for mother's day and the reality is is these moms are just trying to figure out how to get food yes. on the table. oh my
0: gosh
2: totally. that's awesome yeah.
1: so those were
2: that's that's what that's gonna be this year <laughs> you no know, and i i love it's okay to ask for what you want yes it really is and and what you're asking for is so meaningful. So it's not like, yeah, I'd like a new diamond ring, you know. And, <laughs> and so, you know, when you first said, "I ask for what I want," and I was like, oh, I just can't do that." Like I, you know. But then I could ask for those type of things. And so I appreciate your you giving us permission for for asking something that would be really meaningful. And it's more the time and being, you know, with your family and doing something nice that everybody in the family could enjoy or feel good about doing.
1: I think it is so important. We, somewhere along the line. And I know we'll, we'll wrap up so we don't get like super long, but somewhere along the line, you know, we were taught that we can't ask for what we want because it's rude. And it, I guess it depends on what it is that we are asking for. Of course, like, like you said, but I I think being upset, when somebody can't read our mind is it right. fair. Yeah. And so that's when asking for what you want is really <laughs> is really important. Is it, and like you said, it just keeps things in perspective. So um, I didn't give permission. We all just have permission. That's just that's just what we have. But I I can tell you one thing. I have loved every second of listening to you ladies. And I mean we we need our own like weekly roundtable get-together where I can hear all of your thoughts because it's really filled my my heart, Sonia.
0: Oh my gosh, love it. I mean that, I mean mean, it's just so special when you get moms sharing stories. I'm like we can be, there's some honesty and rawness. We need that. I don't think we can do that in our homes, even the closest of our partners. There's just something so special. There's a special tunnel where we can just say, hey, I'm struggling here. And everyone's not trying to fix it. We're just listening and supporting. So I'm so glad that you guys um, took the risk and joined us today to do that.
1: Absolutely. I've appreciated the wisdom. I've appreciated the compassion. I've appreciated the honesty. Uh, and and like I said, I, I feel like, okay, I oh, I remember being there. And I feel like, oh, my gosh, I haven't been there yet. But thank you for that information. So we need more of this. Thank you all so much. Thank yeah. you.
2: It was really Thank nice you. to meet you all.
1: Good it's nice.
2: so nice Thank to you meet <laughs> oh. <laughs> you Have a are having fun. He wants me to try this one. <laughs> oh, I love this. This is great. All you moms out there, happy Mother's
1: Day. Ask for what you want. Maybe it's a margarita. Or two.
0: Different flavors. Oh.
2: Gosh. You have four-year-olds. I have twenty-three-year-olds jumping on me. My- but Liz, <laughs> what your future might look. Like. I know it doesn't go away. We, yeah. <laughs> I'll there. take it exactly because you don't want it to go away. it
4: will be on a YouTube channel
2: in public okay swearing we are talking about children though oh no we can swear we can swear that's fine that's totally fine
1: but if there's something you don't want someone
2: to hear later then that (laughs) right 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 Um, don't incriminate myself
0: and then yeah so and then yeah if you drop the f-bomb once in a while that's okay i mean um i am going to it's not going to be so something comes up, you're like, shoot, I didn't really want to, like, leave that live. I can edit that out. So we do have some control. Just tell us.
1: Yeah, tell us. Or if, like, you call somebody a name and you're like, ooh. <laughs> you we, got
0: you. we got you.
1: It.
2: We got you. Just let us know. It stop. is Friday Not. afternoon. I I mean, it could be said. We right? don't know. We
0: don't know. I just had a shot of fireball. I'm just telling you. Did
2: you? you did? hello <laughs> you need
0: to tell us this. I want one. We should have all had one. I know.